Hey guys, this is just a quick disclaimer regarding this episode. Unfortunately, I discovered unforeseen technical issues during post-production. I couldn't record again and I was in two minds about putting this episode out. But there are some great gems and it's a fantastic story. So please do forgive me and bear with the sound. But more importantly, enjoy the episode. Am I saying I want to marry this guy now? Like, it's like almost accepting a marriage proposal for the future without the proposal having come yet, if that makes sense. Mm. So that was nerve wracking, I can't lie. Listen, I was not about to do some cross country booty call. Why? Why? And then I, I happened to say to them, the reason I said, I said, oh, I'm getting married today, just so that you won't mess up the hair. That's how my guy took it as invitation to do gymnastics on my hair. So I'm literally running across the road, putting my jacket on, shouting, I'm here, I'm here. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Candid uh, with Lady T podcast. That is me. Uh, This is a podcast where I dive into so many different topics uh, which relates to relationships, life, politics, and so much more. So thank you so much for, uh, if you're watching online, how you doing? If you're listening, was it? So um, I'm finally back after a very long uh, hiatus, but uh, so I thought, why not kick off uh, the relaunch of my podcast with the topic that we all love to discuss, which is relationships. Anything to do with relationships? Oh, it turns many heads and uh, lots of ears decide to heat up. Anyway, it's the season of love and uh, all the mushy stuff as well. So, you know, you're going to see people showing their love in extravagant ways and then some as well. Um, This month, we are going to be talking about love, the restoration of love, finding love in lockdown and the journey and so much more. Um, In this episode, I have a couple who got married during lockdown 2.0 because three is currently in in session (laughs) and uh, and they planned the whole thing, the whole wedding, you know what, kudos to them, in 24 hours. Uh, Welcome Joe and Etienne. Hi guys! Hi. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank oh you. my gosh! Okay. All right. So before we go on, right? Did I say your name right? Did I do it right? Yeah, you got Joe right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I was so I was like, you know, I was practicing. No, 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 practicing. it was good. It was good. It's Ian. Yeah. It's Ian. Okay. Okay. Cool. Because I think Joe sent me like, this is how you say it, and. Boy, when I said to her, this is how I thought it was, she was like, it's yeah, a good yeah. thing I sent this. Yeah, and I was like, practiced yeah. it, have you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have. So practice, I was like, practice paid off. Yeah, you got thank it. Thank right. you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so, but anyway, guys, wow, thank you so much. Happy New Year to you both. Um, I can see the, 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 new, the, the new year, new marital glow on the both of you. It's looking good. Oh, yes, yes. Two happy peoples. <laughs> <laughs> Two happy people. Um, so listen, your story uh, is, is crazy. Like, I, do, do you know what? When, when I saw the video and when Joe said what she said, I was like, wait, would you mean 24 hours? Like, because I knew you guys were going to be getting married on a certain day, which was fine. And then Joe was saying, yeah, we're getting married. I'm like, hmm? Hmm? <laughs> how what but we're gonna dive into that but so i thought let's talk about how you guys first met because you know there's always there's always a good story i love like the journey to love and how y'all met was it a dm thing or was it just like 
hey, hey, good looking, how you doing? It might be, it might not be, but you know. So, um, so tell us how you guys first met. Can I, can I, can I start with Etienne? Actually, I want to start with your how oh, you start with me. <laughs> it's the same story. Why are you? Wait. I want to hear his version, and then I know Joseph. I'm going to say, okay, what's your version? Because I know you can fill this out real well. Because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Originally, how we met was we went to the same high school in Nigeria. So mm-hmm. um, we kind of we didn't really like we knew of each other because um, we weren't in the same year, and um, so we just kind of knew of each other that we we're in the same school and what have you, and we left and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then um, somehow, like a few years later, we became friends on Facebook. I'm fairly sure she added me, but that's, that's not relevant to this bit. Of the <laughs> um, it's true. Anyway, so we were friends on Facebook and then like we chat sporadically, you know, here and there. Hey, like, I think our first real interaction was around the World Cup 20, would it be 2016? It would have been 2014 because 2018 okay. World Cup, yeah, World yeah. Cup, so just, you know, just, hey, blah, 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 we're just chatting, and then, um, and then we, like, lost touch again, and then it would have been, so 2016, around Easter, um, she posted something on Facebook, just like a, a meme, basically, and I was kind of like, oh, hey, I, I remember this person, I know you, so as the kids say, I slid into her Facebook DMs, but very innocuously. It was just a, hey, how you doing? Long time. Um, and then she responded. And then we just kind of started chatting, to be honest. And um, I don't think I was actually like, well, I definitely wasn't going into it looking for, oh, hey, this is, you know, relationship. Yeah. It's just a, hey, how are you doing? You know, we haven't spoken in a couple of years. Hope you're good. Uh, expecting that, you know, three responses later, the conversation would have ended um but we just carried on talking and then it became like a pen pal ship really because yeah. we would just write to each other like really long messages <laughs> yeah. like one day at a time and then so we were just like talking for months actually so that was what easter that year was march maybe yeah and this carried on for the better part of two or three months um and then i had to go down to london to do my passport or something i think i was traveling need to get my my Nigerian passport sorted um so we met up once and we just carried on chatting and then in the process of talking I was kind of like okay all right you know we get on really well we have a similar sense of humor um like you know we're able to hold conversations with one another so I was like okay all right that could be something um, and this is where she's gonna say like she had no interest <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so we we met up um once or twice in london and she was definitely flirting hard with me she'll say she was um and then after that was was when basically like maybe a a month or two later i asked her out um i'll let her tell that side of the story and then uh and then yeah the rest as they say is history and then so at which point did you think like like what's what sealed the deal for you? Like to think, nah, this one. Mm, like, was it something she said or she did, or was it a moment in time, or what happened? What was it? Well, well I, I, there wasn't one thing that sealed the deal. To be honest, it was a. It was. It's all going to sound a bit cliche, but it was a series of things. So, like again, I think for me, one of the really important things was someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously and who can mm. have a laugh. And so, like through our conversations 
Well, to be perfectly honest, the first thing that struck me through our conversations was she kept on talking about liberty and like, you know, all the stuff she was doing in church and all of that. So I was like, okay, all right. That's, you know, box one. And then um, as I say, we talked to one another and like we had a similar sense of humor and um, she was like clearly intelligent. Like you could relate like the sarcasm, the way it was just bouncing off of each other. And so I was like, all right, you know, so for me, like communication and someone you can actually talk to is really important. Um, and then one of the other things was like, we met um, one of our, maybe the second time we met, we we're having a conversation. I can't remember the exact details, but like a few of the things we weren't just talking about, okay, what are your goals over the next few years? And she was like, yeah. listen to all these things. And then I was like, okay, Proverbs 31. So she wants to do things. <laughs> <laughs> of income. <laughs> she wants to help out the less, this, you know, I was like, I was like, hi, I see you, I see you. Okay, so um, yeah, it was just like a series of things and I was like, actually, you know, it's one of those like, you know, in an unexpected place, I found what I didn't know I was looking for, as they say. Okay, found something that you didn't know you were looking for. All right, okay, okay, I like this, I like this. So this sounds very comprehensive, but I feel like Joe is gonna say something. So how, how, how do you feel the story went for you? Like. This is a very good, very detailed account. <laughs> he usually skimmed and is like, yeah, so this, that, the other. But yeah, no, I think that was a very good detailed account. Um, yes, we did meet in secondary school. Um, I don't know if we ever said more than two words to each other back then. Um, he was three years above me and obviously, like, you know, do your life when you leave school. Yeah. Um, then around the easter time like you said i posted a mess uh, a, a meme or something and then we just got talking and progressively it, at that time in 2016 i was having uh, my dad had a stroke right and it was a really 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 difficult time for me and my family and talking to his hand with our long one one letter a day or one facebook message a day was a way of escapism for me mm. all the stuff that was going on I didn't tell him what was going on with my family but because it was just like my little safe haven to yeah and yeah we about all kinds of mundane things and it's funny that something so big in my life and I didn't disclose it because I just wanted to talk about other things so mm -hmm. we talk about work we talk we've been through our old dms and thought what on earth are we <laughs> these are long epistles of messages and um and that was just really nice. And so when Ian <clears throat> came down to London, it was again, it was nice to hang out and do something different. And because mm. he was my only friend at the time that didn't know what was going on with me, he didn't ask, I, I wasn't triggered. I didn't have to start accounting for the progress or lack mm -hmm. thereof of my dad's situation and so on and so forth. Um, so that's why I didn't fancy him to begin with because I was just happy with the escapism <laughs> like mm, yes <laughs> boyfriend um and so as time progressed um Etienne was um I kind of started to put two and two together and I was like wait is this is he and because we were just friends like we were very very like sarcastic with one another mm -hmm. and I because I wasn't looking for a relationship I was very I wasn't putting up airs and graces. So I don't know why he said I was flirting because I was just like, chit chat, <laughs> yeah. that is cool, blah, blah, blah. She was doing all this. 
<laughs> just another hair, right? So literally, doing it in her, literally, you couldn't get any more stereotypical flirting than she was twisting her hair in the restaurant. So is that a sign? Is that a good sign of what if a guy if a girl yeah. likes you? Like if she's twisting her hair, she's playing with her hair, like well. So he's like, nah. So fast forward a few months, and because we had been talking about like who we would like to be with, what the what we would like our relationships in the future to be like, and yada yada, it's like two people talking about things that they would like, and then it's like, ah, we kind of want the same things, and you're a good person, you are honest, you work hard, and you and you just start to like it's like a light bulb goes off in your head, and you're like, wait a second, this person's right in front of me, like why am I talking? abstract oh my prince charming in like chapter 27 of my book is right here <laughs> present and so um yes then we decided to give it a go and i will say like up front because we were both we both wanted to date intentionally towards marriage mm-hmm. it did feel like oh my god if i date you i'm basically gonna marry you so by you asking me out and me saying yes, am I just saying committing myself to marrying you? So that was a lot upfront. And me as a person, I like to be able to control everything. I like to know the outcomes of stuff. I know Do like you? to know <laughs> yeah. from the beginning. So that was um, a moment for me and God that God worked on in my life that like, look, I'm telling you to take this step and trust me. And you can't have all the all the cards on the table up front. Mm-hmm. Like just, I will reveal things go along so that's us wow so was there any any point where you were kind of like scared when you had that moment of realization like oh my god like this is this is him like who oh did, did you like panic did you like god really but is but this is not what i but i i knew i said i want this but this all of that like did you have that moment I did feel apprehensive up front because we had said we wanted to date intentionally. Mm. So I, I felt like, right, so I'm going to date this guy, but we both want to get married. So then am I saying I want to marry this guy now? Like, it's like almost <coughs> accepting a marriage proposal for the future without the proposal having come yet, if that makes sense. Mm. So that was nerve wracking. I can't lie. That was a lot. I can yeah, imagine. And, and to be fair, you did express that because... Um, yeah like 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 you said like in conversations we had it was a thought and it was what was always going to happen um but i didn't i think that's the difference between you and i is that you always see the big picture things you always look at the big picture things whereas i tend to live more in the moment so to me whilst i knew the end goal with the next person i date was marriage i wasn't thinking once i start dating oh my god i'm about to get married i'm just thinking right i know we're going to get married but we're starting you know on the first step whereas you're like taking this first step means i'm getting married to you and i've only known you for two months or three months or whatever it was and so you were like ah. <laughs> a bit scared and i can imagine because most guys it's just like uh, well we'll wait marriage like mm. but obviously like you said you knew that you wanted to get married so you were at that stage where like you're ready so whoever that you're going to be with is the person that you're going to marry right not like just it's not just going to be anybody and yeah. was there were there like interests at the time you know were there a few people lurking around but then was it just like <laughs> no, 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 there was um there there was another person and I think that also just made it a bit like oh my gosh if I commit to this person I'm saying I'm going to marry this person and what about this other guy and 
I did speak to because my friend had introduced me to this other guy and I was like I'm not really sure like about your friend anymore uh it was yeah so it was a bit of a sticky one but <laughs> wait did, did did Etienne know about this at the time like there was someone else at the time I'm not gonna be like hey so I got some other guys on the horizon what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> it's a good thing to let a guy know like look don't think that you're the only person who is shown interest because it's like if you're really serious then and you know deep down kind of like you kind of want them but you need to make sure that they want you as well. Like it's like you need to do something about it because yo, there doesn't. I got options. I got options. So you do your thing. You know, do what you do. What you need to do. Now, um, I know I've obviously Joe. I know I've known you uh, a lot longer, and I know that you guys actually had a um a long distance relationship. Right. Let's talk about this because. I have friends that don't believe in it. They like, nah, long distance is not the one for them. It doesn't work, nothing at all. But I know that long distance relationship can work if you're both in it. So how did you guys work this relationship? Because obviously, Joe, you're in London and Etienne, where, where, where were you based? Uh, in the Northwest, in around the Northwest, uh, just around the Preston area. So that's... I've essentially been in around Preston, well, in Preston for yeah. the four years we've been yeah. together. So wow. Okay. So four years together, relationship, long distance. Because Preston is no that it's, it's a trek. It's a trek. <laughs> it's a trek. It's a trek. How did you navigate that relationship, especially right at the beginning? Because that must have been tough. So, like, yeah, how was that for you, Tate? For me. It was fine. Um, like I'm trying to think back to the beginning. I think we, you just have to be a lot more, again, the same word to come up intentional in what you're doing. So, you know, we would, and I guess the difficulty again was because of work for me, like it just meant having to be a lot more, um, yeah, intentional about planning to see each other. Um, but I think what also helped was that we already had a foundation of friendship. So, it wasn't like, okay, boy meets girl. Okay, let's start a relationship. And then it's like, but we can't see each other. What do we do now? We're, we already had communication yeah. outside of a relationship. So we'd already established lines of communication. Because I mean, we'd moved from the Facebook messages to talking and we talk every day and all of that. So even prior to us committing to dating each other, and I think it was already a little bit comfortable. We're already comfortable with each other as friends. And so there wasn't that added pressure, added pressure of, I don't know anything about you. I need to get to know you now. Traditional, you know, not, you know, in, okay, we've started a relationship. Now I need to get to know you, mm -hmm. but then I can't because, you know, I don't see you and how are we just going to start talking all of a sudden? So there wasn't mm -hmm. that need to generate that kind of rapport as it were. And um, so, yeah, and, you know, we'd see each other, we'd make an effort to, you know, visit one another and do things whilst we were, whilst we were seeing each other. And and again, technology, Skype, Skype was our best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, pretty much Skype every day, apart from if I was working night shifts. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Okay, and what about you, Josephine? Yeah, I would say um, technology definitely really helped us because there was Skype. Obviously, we'd WhatsApp during the day or message each other, and 
I'm a planner by nature anyway. So I was always like, right, okay, so it's February. What are you what weekends are you free this month? When are we gonna see each other? What are we gonna do? Yeah, so I always had a plan in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, right, okay, what are we doing this month? What are we doing next month? And if like if it was someone's birthday or some kind of event that or like friends events and stuff, I'd be like, right, okay, so I need you to be in London for this weekend. It just took like planning and being intentional mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean it definitely helped that you were a planner because if we were both like each other then... like you yes yeah, sorry if we we're both like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be like oh it's the end of the month we haven't seen each other uh right but i'm working this last weekend so i guess we'll try next month um no i'm not that bad but yeah you were you you would be like okay so what what weekend are you free? and that would make me think um, okay right let's do this so let's move this around and let's do that yeah so I think you you definitely need if you're going to do long distance and have to see each other infrequently I think you definitely need at least one of you to be organized and planning stuff yeah doesn't matter who but at least one of you needs to be so thing that I wanted to add on to that sorry because I know that people's apprehensions with long distance is trust you don't know what that guy or that girl is up to that that's the main problem people have is trust and I had complete trust in his hand we talked a lot anyway um that doesn't mean that someone can't be unfaithful but I just had a lot of trust in him and in his integrity as a human being before we got into a relationship so that made me feel very comfortable anyway so I wasn't feeling I didn't feel any suspicions or anything like that at all at any point and what were your parents like you know when did you at what point did you tell them that like I've met someone but they don't live here they're all the way you know for for either of you say like um what was that like telling your parents um it was fine um I told them I told them pretty early actually um and uh, they knew about the the relationship and I think similar similar with you you, well not as early as I did because again the planner the keep cards close to your chest person that she is um but I don't think the distance really mattered for them so yeah it was like it yeah, was okay. I, don't think, I don't think my my parents cared about the distance at all um I told my parents a little I think maybe after about three two or three months into the relationship yeah. so wait so when did you did you ask her officially like will you be my girlfriend like did you ask her or was it just like oh let's just do this and, jo- and Josephine, did you want an official ask? Cause okay, here's 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 the story. With it. This is what I thought you'd bring up in in the um in the actual um how we met story. So what happened was um, I invited because I was living somewhere just outside of Preston at the time, and I invited so I invited her up to come visit because the plan was while she was here I was going to ask her out. Um, so I said, okay, like, do you want to come uh, in a, whatever it was, couple weekends? This was the first time she was going to come because I'd been to London a few times. And I said, do you want to come up in whatever, two weekends or whatever? And she was like, okay, cool. And then she was like, why am I coming up? I'm like, because I want to see you. And she's like, well, I'm not just going to travel all the way to Preston. Like, why am I coming? And I'm like, can you just come and we'll talk about it when you're here? Josephine. She's like, no, if I don't know the reason, I'm not coming to Preston. So I'm like, oh, for 
goodness sake. Right. I like you. I want to go out with you. I wanted to ask you in person, but since you won't come, like, the thing. And then she's like, oh, okay, well, I'll come then. I'm Listen, I was not about to do some cross-country booty call. Why? Why? Up north for what are we doing? Have you the pastor? And I'm joking, I didn't say that. But I I I was and you know, due to some like past trauma, whatever, I was I had told myself I'm not traveling for any man, I'm not getting any train anywhere to any part of the country or other countries. So no. He'd already come to London like three or four times by this point. So it was it wouldn't have been too much to ask for me to go visit. But I think also like I was just like, but why? What like it was pretty obvious what the why was, but yeah, no you let me tell you that there are men and there are men outside. So I had to I had to be upfront about it and say why. So you, you kind of like ruined the, the, the surprise a little bit because okay. it could have been, you know, That's it could have been okay. a... So wait, so it's how, how, how are you going to ask her? Were you going to take her out and then say, I would like for you to be my girlfriend? Like, I know we've been doing talking for that. Like, how, what, what, was the, what was the plan? Yeah, now I don't remember like <laughs> the full details. But yeah, it was going to be something like, like that. Um, it wasn't going to be like a proposal kind of thing, but it was going to be, you know, something... A little bit more than the reason I want you to come is because I like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so funny! Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay, so um, you guys have been doing long distance. You're now together. You know, um, what were the chat? Were there any like major challenges that like that almost put the relationship on hold? Like, you know what? Mm, I'm not sure about this anymore. Like, I don't. I nah. Because we get those. Because we get those moments. So. Like, was there anything for you, or were you like, "This is good. Like, this is this is fine. There's no there's no worries at all." Uh, I mean, I think every couple has those things that you have to work through. Um, yeah, uh, I think what perhaps, and I don't mean to sound guarded, but what perhaps I'm at liberty to say is. Um, there were probably things external. So I don't, or what um, perhaps gave us um, our most difficult times were external things, mm-hmm. not necessarily issues between both of us. Some of, some, some of the things were, I think the things that were like between us, we were able to navigate to a certain extent fairly easily. Um, nothing that ever came up between us that we couldn't, um, talk about and I think that's one of the things that we do well is that we uh, disagree well if that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we might have a disagreement but um, I think we communicate well with each other and so we're able to get out of our disagreements and it doesn't ever really last very long I don't think we've I think we've once out of being in an unhappy place the longest we've not spoken to each other is maybe a day. I think that's it. If that, really? if that long. I think our very, very worst fight, we didn't speak for a day. And I think that's it. So, uh, you know, and even that worst fight was, again, the thing that was out with our control to uh, to an extent. Um, 
or well not out with our control but just yeah things that we we had to pray through and toil through and um yeah yeah that's cool (laughs) (laughs) next question because you touched all right let's talk about this you talked about prayer um like obviously you're both christians and both of you being you know our faith was very important to each other so like did you guys like pray often together what was that like when you first prayed together was it like awkward or was it just like okay let's just do this uh, I don't remember it being awkward. I think we no, just, I yeah, I think it was awkward. just, we just prayed like yeah. it's, um, and I think we, again, that's one of the things, you know, about um, even, even within your faith and from different upbringing, some people have different ideas about, you know, what might, you might see as a fundamental Christian principle as it were, whereas mm. someone else might not believe in that. So even in our initial conversations and throughout, like we'd, talk about things and we were fairly aligned in our beliefs and our thinking and and all of that so there there hasn't I mean there's you know you're not going to be the same person and believe you know and everything be the same but I think the big ticket items were on the same page on yeah and so the rest you know you can kind of flesh out and and um roll with the punches as it were but the big ticket items you know um even you know obviously big ticket she he she must be christian he must be christian yeah that we establish off the bat but even in that there's differences like you know for instance some people don't believe in tithing or etc and i'm just giving an, an example that's not yep. saying obviously that's something we both fundamentally agree on and just those kind of things that we had talked about and gone through and what is your idea of, of you know christianity and the church and its role and all of that kind of stuff and we're on the same page we're pretty much you know the main things that people would would fight over and so yeah, coming together, praying together was was never really an issue. We um, we yeah, and obviously something that we've we've carried on in into married life, um, and um, yeah, so we had to. I think we definitely grew in our faith, and um, throughout the the time that we were going through the things that we went through I think um, looking back now you can look back and laugh and and go well this definitely kind of was a growing process mm. uh, in our faith and in our believing God and trusting God for ourselves and holding on to what believed he had, what we believed he had given unto us um, and kind of allowing him see that through and allowing him to work in us and through us for his good pleasure as he says and all of that and and for us to to grow um but at the time it was hard um and when you're in those dark moments um you're not sure if you're gonna come out of it but I, I and again actually just going back I think um whilst you know it might have seen it might seem trivial I think having those words that God spoke to us individually about each other and about the relationships mm-hmm. um because I know there are times when you know it's like okay like for me there were times when I was kind of like oh you know I, I mean I'm someone who I, I once I, I don't tend to doubt myself in a way and I don't mean that to sound um no. arrogant mm-hmm. um but like I don't tend to like I don't really tend to have second thoughts about things that I'm sure about mm. 
um but like there'd be times when I'd be like oh right am I really sure and then like a different word would come to me like confirming it and so it's like okay well I know that this and you know when I look back at things like okay this challenge comes and then I remember this verse that just seems to be perfect to just kind of reassure me about this challenge and it's a new verse I'm like all right God I know you're speaking to me about this so cool I'm gonna I'm hold on um so yeah looking back there's definitely been um yeah it was definitely a a a, a process of maturity and growing and um and uh, yeah yeah what do you have to say on the matter we stopped the whole thing about us praying together all oh, right okay yeah yeah we prayed together it was fine and we grew <laughs> we grew spiritually um so yeah how did you find praying together <laughs> it was awkward at all I think I mean it's because we had started off as friends mm. and I, I don't know I think that's just probably one of the successes of our relationship thus far um one of the things that I had said to God is that like the person that I want I marry I want to be my complete self with like I'm really goofy and he will tell you that like I'm really playful I can be really weird <laughs> and because initially I didn't think we were, I thought we were just talking as friends. I didn't think we were going to be in a relationship. He saw a lot of that upfront anyway. And mm. so talking, I was able to talk very freely about all things under the sun and, and, and including my faith and my attitudes to different things. So when it came to praying, it wasn't like, oh, this is cute guy. And now we have to pray. Oh my God. It was just right. Okay. You know, let's pray. Um, praying in the spirit. <clears throat> and it was just, very normal so mm. have any yeah no no i totally get it yeah i think it's really important like for uh you to be able to pray for each other and i think i think for me it's become more apparent and it's probably in the last year a bit because when you when you when you can't encounter real frogs you gotta realize that um <laughs> you kind of need someone who can pray with you and for you at any point in time and if they can't there's a problem it's, it's, it's a real problem so like Josephine when you were going through what you were going through like and him being that like because we all go through state when we're in relationships we grow like we grow at different places something I might be going through something or he's going through something and you know you grow through that process like um how is SEO for you going through that process like you know you're going through something whether it's work related or life related and you're processing yourself how was he with you and did that make you think like this one's a keeper right um so early on in the relationship I I had to caution myself about complaining a lot because as I mentioned when we my dad had had a stroke and so mm. there was that and work was pretty difficult for me at the time everything was just difficult and I felt like I was always complaining or I always had something negative to say about my day and I would be like oh I'm really sorry and I'm complaining he'd be like no no no, you're not you're really not and I'm like yeah I think I am he said and he was always very reassuring and very supportive so Etienne is always someone that is has a very good ear and will listen to you whether you think you're moaning or not and will offer you advice and support and is very reassuring mm. so I um I I really liked that. Not that I wanted him to be my agony aunt. And a lot of the times it's not something that he can necessarily fix, but it's just having someone that's present in the moment there with you, not just, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, okay, well, well, now. 
you know <laughs> oh that one sometimes it's good to use that word but then in certain moments you now use that and you're like yeah because sometimes you know that you can't fix the situation then this is probably where something that I lack because I'm a fixer I'm a very practical person so if I can't fix I don't know how to do the there there let me hold your hand through mm-hmm. it and he does that very well so I think that I really appreciated right okay oh that's beautiful oh I just you two are just so cute like I love that like the, part, the whole working in partnership thing is absolutely brilliant which is fine okay so you're together so I tell you, when did you finally decide I need to pop the question like I want to marry this girl like wait like like when and you know and then how did you do it how did it all go down uh I don't remember like the specific when I mean it would have been um in 2000 well I proposed in 2019 yeah so it would have been earlier on in that year um I don't remember like the specific moment but again from the get-go I knew we were that that was the whole point that was what we were in so it it wasn't like all of a sudden I was like I know I'm gonna marry (laughs) so there wasn't ever that moment as it were it just it was something that and it's going to sound drum, but I was like, well, it's about time I make an honest woman out of her. So, but, but not in a, in a like, oh, well, I guess I must, but it was, you know. It was time. You thought that it was right. Yeah. Like it was just time because we, this is what we were in it for. So it's kind of like, well, Get it. this is what we're here to do. <laughs> so let's do it kind of thing. As to the how, um, well, what was going to happen initially, because the ring is a, is a whole nother story. The, the ring <laughs> came from America, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, so, okay, so whilst we were talking about this, where we'd always differed is that I always wanted a really intimate, just me and you moment. That was always what I had envisioned for a proposal. Whereas yours truly wanted a, all oh, my friends and family are here. Here's pictures. Here's all of that. No, wait, let me just <laughs> Let me interrupt you one second. I, in my, in, like, way back when, I wanted what he wanted, right? But mm-hmm. then, let me tell you what changed. What is way I back saw, when? When did you tell me that? Probably even before I dated you. Okay, then. But then, <laughs> I saw yes. one of my friends have a surprise proposal, and I was like, I want that. I want my friends. I want it to be big and lavish and this and that. Because initially, I was like, I think when I was younger and I was dumb, I was like, what if I don't want to say yes? But obviously, a surprise shouldn't, a proposal shouldn't be a surprise that like, oh, you want to marry me? Like, oh, I wasn't thinking that. Like, so yeah, back in the day, like when I was a kid, I thought I wanted it to be nice and intimate intimate in case I wanted to say no. But then I saw a friend of mine <laughs> have a really lovely, big surprise proposal. Like, it was really, really nice. I think she also had friends from that were, had come in from out of the country, not for the proposal, but she didn't know that they were around. And mm-hmm. it was nice and nice. It was the thought that went into it that I was like, oh, God, all of you guys were in on it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's why I wanted that. But anyway, carry on. Oh, can I speak now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, it eventually ended up as a hybrid, hybrid of both. Yeah. But that wasn't the plan. So I was actually planning to have a few of her closest friends um, there, but then like for one reason or the other, people just weren't available as it happened like so when when it came down to when it was actually going to happen people weren't available people... i.e they weren't in the country not yeah 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 what kind of friends do you have jason <laughs> like... 
because it ended up being like December. So people had traveled and people were in, right. in the country and all of that. Um, so what it ended up being was um, an intimate moment between myself, uh, Mayo, Josephine, and her one of her best friends actually who is a photographer um jamie um so he then took the the pictures for us so it was it was the three of us so still got our pictures it was outdoors and all of that so um i told i told joe that um i think i told you i was working nights or something yeah um, uh, so i told her i was working nights that weekend so she wasn't expecting me to be in london and i'd arranged with jamie so jamie told her um that he was out on a shoot and she needed to come help him with the shoot um so uh i don't know what rules we use to make you get your nails done we didn't remember that's why i was like oh my ashy nails and no, you said your ashy hands but not nails anyway no, my nails are not done okay well, <laughs> <laughs> it was what it was yeah um, so i got into london i think that morning as i normally do so you have to like so that morning i think you tried to call me but i was on the train so I couldn't answer the phone <clears throat> and so like I got off the train I went to try and find a quiet spot like in central London being like yeah it's been a really busy shift yeah I'm just going to bed I'm gonna turn off my phone so you won't be able to get hold of me okay good night <laughs> and then um went to see your dad um obviously like you know they knew what was going on just um and then went to the spot so then Jamie and I were like walked around found a spot and then he then went to get you and brought you to the place and then you were just like in hysterics yeah <laughs> i can imagine jesse was like oh my god what are you doing you're supposed to be working like, so you just started laughing I, no you just laughed you i didn't was even laughing say anything. but then i was like why are you here you oh my god oh my god, oh my god. yeah i have i have a very nervous laugh when i'm when i'm nervous <laughs> so even on like roller coasters and stuff i don't scream i laugh i giggle and i'm like oh my god oh my god <laughs> and i like the whole <laughs> so that's what i was doing i was like oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god and yeah that's what I was oh josephine <laughs> oh joe wow yeah. wow so did you know that at the moment when he when you saw him come in you knew what was about to happen yeah because why else would he pop up in London? <laughs> then he was asleep in Preston after a night shift. And then Jamie obviously was like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And obviously it's something you said, yeah. So this was in 2019. Now, um, you've been planning your wedding, you know, you had a date and everything like that. So what was the original date that you had in 2020 for your wedding? Um, so I think initially we were kind of thinking of September anyway. This was mm -hmm. like after the proposal and we were, trying to like figure out the details of that but then it was a big thing that happened in 2020 i'm not sure anyone will remember what it was by this point yeah something i don't know something somewhere some virus kind of some virus thing yeah, yeah i heard about that yeah, you might have heard about <laughs> it in history class somewhere um so yeah anti-rona turned up <laughs> and so like it became apparent and obviously nigerian wedding like what we were thinking at the time was going to be you know at decent numbers you know yeah yeah 300, 300 actually which was we're thinking you know we're talking about 300 which uh, we were trying to convince the parents was enough yeah <laughs> they wanted yeah. more yep ah hey well. small. <laughs> yeah I mean, why, so, why so small 300 uh? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so those were kind of the conversations and, and all of that. But obviously, Corona came and, and kind of put pay to all of that. Mm. And then we were kind of like looking at the situation and then thinking, well, okay, obviously, a wedding on that scale is not going to happen. So then we thought about just like doing a smaller like registry wedding and then maybe having the party next year. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the plan. And so initially we had like thoughts about trying to sort out dates, but then there were like family issues that happened that meant we have to move it. You know, we initially thinking, okay, this particular date mm -hmm. in August, I think it was, but then there was like a family emergency on my side and then we moved it and then another family emergency. And then so... We then had like November 12th, 12th yeah. um, was what we were then sort of thinking, okay, this is what we're going to do. Mm. And then Boris came along yeah. as well. Um, yeah. And that, that led to our 24-hour 24 24-hour um, 24 dance. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's talk about this because I'm... I'm... <laughs> So, like, I'm still shocked. Like, I still can't believe it. So, you you guys have been planning everything. You had the date for November, uh, for September originally, and then obviously had to move it to November, September. Oh, September. Yeah. So, like, had you had like all the stuff sorted out? Like, you know, you had the catering, you had this, you had that, and what impact did that have? Because I'm sure, like, you then had to start canceling like all these the vendors that you had already had, and did you kind of like lose money as well at the same time? Right, so as of um, June, because we had we were looking at dates in September, so as of June, we contacted our vendors to say it's not happening in September. Realistically, we are probably going to have to postpone it to 2020. So mm. that was already out of the way, and everybody, 2021. yeah, 2021 even. So everyone was accommodating, and so there was no money lost on that side. So then Ooh. we started planning towards the um, registry, um, which like you said, we shifted the date quite a few times, but then we settled on November the 12th. So what happened? So I just want to get the calendar on my phone real quick. So we actually got married on November the 3rd. So on Saturday, the 31st of October, there was all these like musings about, oh, Boris is going to make an announcement. There's going to be another lockdown, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And I started to panic. I was like, oh my God not again we've shifted this date from september to october to november when are we ever going to get married <laughs> and so i think he made the announcement on sunday uh the first of november at which point i went into research mode i was like right okay so what can i do if he decides if if we can't have a if we can't get married on the 12th yada yada so on monday the 2nd of November. Well, even on Sunday or something. Yeah, so even on Sunday, the, oh, the first, we, we sent an email. We sent an email Monday, Just to Sunday see what night. Are our options, yeah. yeah, first thing Monday morning, I knew these people were not going to be open at 8 o'clock. I was ringing them at 8 o'clock. I was <laughs> ringing them at 8 o'clock, sending emails. And because it was a registry, I was even calling up other um, registry offices to see if I could get married there, which I couldn't because obviously where you serve notice, where you've said on your notice you want to get married is where you have to get married. Mm -hmm. God, oh my God. I was so anxious. I was so unhappy and just frantic. Angry. Angry as well. <laughs> um, so as of... So I gave her a very wide berth. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Hey, I don't think I got any work done on that day. I was just like 
really really trying to do my best what was at it like point, at 12 at 12 o'clock the registry office sends so, out an email yeah. being like people come down we know stop calling <laughs> stop us calling. we will call people back just <laughs> leave stop us calling. stop emailing we still need you don't understand send more we know we know we need to get back to you as soon as we can we're a small team we like yeah so i was like all right cool send another email <laughs> <laughs> So all of this stuff happened and then the um and then I was on a work call or something and Etienne was ringing me I don't think it was a work call I was on another call Etienne was ringing me and um I I didn't answer the first call then he was calling again and we don't do this incessant calling unless it's an emergency Mm -hmm. I was like what's where's the fire so I picked up the phone and he was like right I've just gotten through um to the registry they want to know do we want to do four o'clock or five o'clock tomorrow and I was like oh my god like tomorrow they can do I tomorrow this was at four I, was, I think three yeah, four, yeah it was about uh, half three-ish three, they had three called 45 you. I called you and then on um, the Monday and I was like um five o'clock sure call them back five o'clock and then the ten couldn't get a hold of the person anymore wow so no one was picking up the phone and I was like ah yeah I was just like why didn't we just take a time who cares if it's four o'clock or five o'clock just pick something so he was ringing i was ringing oh my god they've moved on they've given the spot to somebody else i've missed it oh it was a lot and so as of um i think like we got an email saying oh she called me yeah she called me said yeah we've got you we've got you booked in for tomorrow at five o'clock um and i was like the thing is, I just saw the email because we have a joint email account. I just saw it come through to my phone. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he called me and he was like, yeah, so um, get married tomorrow. And I was like, oh. in his ever so calm voice. Yeah, I remember saying that actually. Because <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I thought you'd be like, uh, is this okay? And I was like, yeah, I, I'm just in shock. And then I went to my sister's room and I was like, I'm getting married tomorrow. And she was screaming. And I was like, she's like, are you happy? I was like, I am, I'm just really exhausted. <laughs> All the adrenaline, I feel like it just went down to zero. And I was just like, oh, okay, married tomorrow. Like, okay, now, okay, I need to sort out my nails. Okay, I need to call the makeup artist. And then, yeah, then I started going into, because we, we were planning to get married on the 12th, I had already, I already had a makeup artist in place. I had, um, we had a photographer in place. Mm. We were still trying to sort out a videographer. And we were trying to see what we could do for a reception or just somewhere to pray because you couldn't pray in the registry. It's a non-religious building. So right. In our head, we're trying to work towards, but everything had to be like super fast forwarded to get married the next day. Wow. My goodness me. So had you already had your outfit at this yeah. point though? So your outfit was already sorted. Like September. Oh, wow. Ah, <laughs> planning might get married in october and then like because of families we had to move it to november mm-hmm. wow so so what did you have to do in 24 hours so you had to do your your makeup your nails uh, what yeah. else did you have to sort up sort out the first thing i did was my nails i had to sort out my hair i had to reschedule the makeup artist who was now like m m m i said to me please please i need i need him <laughs> i've changed this like twice now but i promise it's tomorrow <laughs> um i had to uh i had to get sort of a reception place for us to pray we had to obviously notify church we had to get a pastor 
We had to tell people, sort out Zoom, um, find a restaurant because we wanted to go and eat afterwards. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty much like sorting out a wedding, but then like on a smaller scale, but and much less time. Yeah. So how do you feel now? Like now being, after you've done it, like how do you feel? Do you feel that it was, this is actually okay? Or would you still have preferred a bigger celebration? I mean, for me personally, I think it was an amazing story. So like, just as like the drama and the cinema of it all, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I don't really think anything else can top it because literally, um, well, I was just saying like, just to quickly go back to what I had to do, because I was actually in the process of moving house. Yeah. And, but wow. I thought I had a few more days. <laughs> when they said come and get married tomorrow and I was given the keys the day after or the a couple of days later so I was like well I have to go back home so I was at work so I had to get home pack up the whole house and move it yeah. so I didn't leave till three till like then three the next the morning, morning yeah. I got up at eight to finish unpacking and then I had to drive to Nottingham to pick up my parents Wait, and then drive to, to London haircut. well okay yeah I did have to get a haircut <laughs> and then wow. here's the problem is because my normal barber wasn't open so I went to a new guy and then I, I happened to say to the guy my, the reason I said I said oh I'm getting married today just so that he won't mess up the hair that's how my guy took it as invitation to do gymnastics on my hair I was in that chair for like 50 minutes and I'm like oh my god so I tried to hurry him up but like and then I had to then come back get showered wash your car wash your car <laughs> drive to Nottingham <laughs> to pick up my parents so I was doing some illegal speed limits them ones it's okay so, drive to Nottingham then got my parents we started driving to London that's how accident on the motorway literally sitting there in the family telling me I'm going to get there at 5 10 or something I was there like this this is how I die <laughs> this is how my Josephine goes to prison for murder because this is how I die and then my mom's in the back, oh, don't worry, let's pray. And I'm like, what do you mean pray? I begrudgingly joined her to pray. But again, God came through because I'm, we, we hadn't moved. And then the timer just went down to quarter to five after we prayed. And I'm like, is this you, God? Wow. So then the road cleared. We started driving again. And I'm like, so we can just sit down in this car. Somehow the ETA just, I was like, all right. So we get to the venue, um, I couldn't find the parking. So we're literally driving around this block, looking for the entrance to the car park and it's five o'clock. So I literally say to my dad, you're gonna have to come and drive because I need to go into the building and get married. Like these guys have put this on for us last minute. I can't be late. So I just turn off, what's the, what was that main road? It's Old Marleybone. What was the main road? Baker Street, I think. Oh gosh. Oh yeah, I know where you mean. I know the I know the road. The main road and get out of the car. I literally the car is in the middle of the road. I get out of the car. I wore most of my suits. My mom throws me my jacket from the back seat. So I'm literally running across the road, putting my jacket on, shouting, I'm here, I'm here. Nothing is going to beat that for me anymore. It's literally the scene out of a rom-com where I'm running down. The guy at the entrance is like, are you the groom for the five o'clock? I'm like, yes, come on in. I can't top it. I can't can't top it anymore. 
So, I mean, whilst there is, you know, we like to have the, uh, all the other niceties we wanted, it's just going to feel like an anticlimax. Nothing is going to beat that for me. Personally. Right? So, it's such a perfect story. If it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't happen, I'm, I'm okay. Because I, I ran across a busy London road. <laughs> Three lanes. Three lanes, putting my jacket on, running to my wife. That's it. I don't need anything else. I don't need anything else. Throws the jacket and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So Josephy, at this point, how are you feeling? Because he's like, he was supposed to be here at this time. He's not here. I mm, tell tell the truth. Tell the truth. So when you go into the for a registry wedding, they will take you to separate rooms so you can sign your paper, your documents, certificate, Mm -hmm. and check that all your details are correct. So all the time I'm sitting there, and I'm like, is he here yet? Is he here yet? Where is he? And and Jamie was like setting up. Well, Jamie was with my sister setting up like um the room and like getting all his camera gear. And he was basically like my bridesmaid. And I was like, where is he? Is he in the building? Have you heard from him? Get my sisters. They're like, it's okay. He'll be here. I'm like, okay, fine. What is it? Where is he? Where's my mom? Have you asked? <laughs> just sitting there, trying not to fall apart at the seams and just like. <laughs> supposed to be here and then and jamie was like he's here he's here i'm like you sure he's like yeah he's here I'm like, yeah, okay right I'm like, and everyone was like it's okay this happens a lot more often than you, than you would believe it's fine because obviously they they do weddings every day they're, they've seen it all and they're like yeah don't worry it's fine it's fine you'll be okay you okay do you want to walk some water you calm i was like i'm calm it's like this she ain't i ain't calm i don't have to kill somebody off in here <laughs> absolutely brilliant oh i love that there's, there's there's no i don't think a story can top that like for <laughs> for a 24 hour wedding groom running here <laughs> annoyed and the, and you finally got married and you know the the pictures are absolutely beautiful you both looked amazing and like did you feel an essence of like just like <sighs> release like when they when 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 the you know the registrar said um you are I pronounce your husband and wife. What did that feel like? It was like, finally. I don't know about that moment, but for mm. me, I had that moment when we were standing face to face. When my dad brought me in, mm. and I started to tear up because I was like, after everything, we are finally here. Like that's why. If you see some of the pictures, I do. I I did start to cry. Um, but it was just thinking about like all the hurdles and everything, and all the hoops you'd had to jump through, and I was mm. like. Finally, we don't reach. But yeah, that that was a moment for me. It was before the oh, you're now husband and wife. I was just it was it was um relieving. Yeah, definitely. And and for you, Etienne, that when you when you now saw her, like, how did you feel? Like, what was going through your mind when you saw her? Like, well, this is again similar because of all the drama up until like even just the 24 hours of drama of that day. So whilst I was standing and they're like we're starting, I was kind of like okay this is it like this is actually happening and then she walked in and I was like it was just a very surreal moment like Mm. it just felt like it felt right but it also just felt just so surreal like like wow okay like we're actually doing this like this is this moment is actually here um and I think because there had been like so many other things on my mind the 24 hours before 
um, I hadn't maybe had time to ponder it and maybe it would have been um, different if mm. you had your traditional build up to the wedding and everything was calm and you had your day to kind of slowly build up to that moment. But in that moment, it just felt so surreal. And there was just like, like one, I was just relieved to be there. Sorry, we're not going to marry you. And then, and then she walked in and then I was like, okay, try not to cry. Try not to cry. Then I started tearing up and then she was tearing up and I was like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Hold yourself together, man. Um, yeah. So it was, it was just a very surreal moment, like surreal in a good way. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like, wow. Okay. This is it's happening. Like, like, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's right. do this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Wow. Amazing. It's so, it's so beautiful. Like, you know, hearing the story and then looking at the pictures, it just makes sense. And you're just like, wow. And I think it's crazy when, um, you know, when people see the final pictures, like they think, oh my God, it was so beautiful. But you don't know the wahala that was doing <laughs> just 10 seconds before I said I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, nah, it's, 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 it's amazing. And I thank you guys for like, so much for sharing that because I think I just really want people to understand like look like you know people want this extravagant thing we're in the season and if you're going to get married just do it yeah you know you just do it so that you save yourself the stress having to wait having to wait like yo this is the time and and of course I'm sure you guys were happy like you saved a ridiculous amount of money like you're thinking hmm so what's what luxury thing can we treat ourselves (laughs) to huh especially him because i i was like i want a photo booth i want this photographer i want this videographer i want this venue so i like i had obviously planner joe i had all the i want i want i want and he's like do we really need are you sure it's it's a bit pricey i'm just like you need it so now i mean like obviously we had postponed it to this year but nothing we're not having 100 people we're not even having 50 people at this rate so i think we we're still trying to weigh up our options, but I don't know that we're still going to have anything this year. So mm-hmm. we might have a very, whenever we're able to, have a very nice extravagant honeymoon and spend the wedding budget on a honeymoon. Because <laughs> you haven't been on a honeymoon. No, um, we haven't. So you've not been able to travel at all, just to even go, oh, of course you can't, can you? Married, it was lockdown. And yeah. then we came out of lockdown into tier three and then straight away into pretty much the and next week into, into tier four and then back into a lockdown. Wow. Um, and because of work, I can't just be like, oh, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Like I have to give notice. Mm. So I'd actually book time off around your birthday, um, which is next, next month. month yeah. But then we're now back in a lockdown and all the travel corridors are closed. So it's just like, yeah, no point. So um, I think we'll we'll have to have a big blowout on our honeymoon when whenever we whenever we go. I think that's 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 the best thing, and I think that for me that is what I would look forward to. Like, so now that you are like you know a few months into marriage, how has it been you know, adjusting into the married life? Like, it's obviously must be super different from being boyfriend and girlfriend to now husband and wife. Like, how has that adjustment period been for you? People say that, but. And, and you were saying this the other day, like, is this it? Not in an underwhelming way, but people are like, oh, when you get married, it's a big change to this. It really hasn't been. Like, yeah. <laughs> we've just got on like a house on fire. Like, I think 
it's just felt very normal like it's not been there hasn't been any big blowouts or any like major issues like oh my god oh my god why do you always do this i mean obviously there's little things here and there but there's nothing that's like that makes me want to go back to my parents house like (laughs) so i don't know that's what i mean but it's a bit underwhelming for you because you think oh yeah but now you're married things must be so like no not really (laughs) we just we live together now and maybe also the big part of it is because we're in lockdown um or we we were in a pandemic and all of that so mm-hmm. there's no traveling um i'm working from home so i don't go out he doesn't work he doesn't we don't live too far from his work so it's not like a massive long commute mm-hmm. so i think we live in a bubble which isn't the reality of life so you can't really compare our situation to maybe people who um in uh, that aren't in a <coughs> lockdown or aren't in a pandemic i think they're probably but in terms of like just domestic life I think we're pretty it's pretty vanilla do you think you living with people has helped you in terms of how you live together because I do feel like sometimes that for those people who have lived separately without anybody for a long time to now come together is like you get this like this friction this jamming between each other but then sometimes when you've lived with someone or with other people you kind of have an idea of like how to behave in this kind of thing so did that help either of you because obviously you know yeah so I mean I I'd always lived with people or at least one other person up until 2014 2015 yeah um and even when I was about to live on my own I thought oh my god there's no way I'm ever gonna survive um and having lived like you just get used to it and what for me maybe internally has been the biggest adjustment is someone else in the same space as me that wants to do things differently to the way that I would do it and not necessarily that one is right or wrong Mm. but just wants to do something differently Mm. like and even something as recent as yesterday it's like okay I want to watch this show now and I'm like well I don't feel like it and then you're like you then have to come to an agreement and so just that um but I think I was kind of mentally prepared for it. And I think what also really helped was we talked about aspects of domestic life Mm. and what our expectations were Mm -hmm. and what we would be like and what our likes and dislikes were Mm -hmm. about. And so we kind of already had an idea of, you know, for instance, let's just say an example, Joe likes Saturday after you get up and you do bits to be cleaning day um and so it's not a surprise to me that every Saturday I need to tidy up bits around the house whilst for me that's not what comes naturally to me like okay on this specific day we need to do the big clean or whatever but we talked about it so I knew this was coming and I'm not saying that I'm like enthusiastic on a Saturday morning (laughs) let me go and clean the bathroom (laughs) but again it's also things like that where um I think it's again because of the long distance and and also being aware of your own limitations and your own strengths and talking about them which is one of the things that in sort of premarital counseling and things like that that we did is talk about not just your expectations but also how you communicate so for me I think one of the big things that we kind of talked about is okay you might feel like I should know to do something but believe me when I say I've not 
I've not not done it because I knew to do it and I just didn't do it. Like genuinely, a lot of times, I just don't know about this thing that you in your mind are thinking, Mm. oh, he should know that he should have done this. And then you're pissed off that, oh, well, why didn't you do this? (laughs) You know, it's, you know, both of us in the house, you should have done this. And I'm like, I would probably have gotten around to it in my own time. Right. And at some point, maybe a couple of days later, I would have thought, oh, yeah, I should probably do this thing. But if you want me to do it, like, I'm not going to feel bad with you telling me, can you do this now? Just say it. Just tell me, can you do this now? And then I do it rather than be like, well, this thing has been there for two days and you do it. And I'm like, well, why didn't you (laughs) tell me to do it? Like, how am I supposed to know what you were thinking? And it's just stuff like that. And I think we'd, we talked about it. And obviously there's things that you don't anticipate that it's like, oh, okay. You know, there's specific nuances, but, um, I think for the most part, we do talk and try to, I think because we've lived apart um, and we've gotten really good at communicating with each Mm. other, um, we always try and incorporate what the other person says as to what they would like. And we always try, I'm not saying that we always get it right, but at least we try and we make an effort. And I think that has made it because like she was saying, what I was, because like, you know, two months in, I was kind of like, everybody says like when you first start living with each other it's like hell not hell on earth but like there's fireworks everywhere and I'm like are we missing something (laughs) this kind of seems easy like I feel like we've cracked it and again not to be boastful but like I suppose it's good that you're prepared for the worst and then it's not as bad yeah yeah but I was kind of like is is there something else to come People told me this was going to be hard, hard, but yeah. I mean, you know, by God's grace, it's, it's, it's all good. Right. but then I love it. Cause, and I think you're kind of making me hopeful. Actually, you're giving me a little bit of hope because like, and the thing that has stuck out with you two so much and, and it's, and it's so consistent and it's the same thing you said, your communication, like that for me is just, and I'm, I'm like, as I've been hearing you speaking and talking and explaining communication, 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 and the fact that you guys were able to speak and, um, and Josephine, you said that you allowed, he allowed you to be comfortable with who you are to be able to speak. And I guess that's why you don't feel that whole, Oh, like the the stress that people go through in the first few marriages is because you had worked on that. You had built on that throughout your four years, even in that long distance, you were able to like, really work on that and not so many people don't and I see that's why you're able to have this ease into marriage that it's not yeah. as difficult it's not as and that's making me hopeful I'm just like okay I need to kind of like make sure that whoever I'm with that communication thing like and it's not just your hey hi who one word two it's like no full-on proper conversations being open so like so I gotta say thank you for that like I just need you to say uh, that like, thank you <laughs> like that's just so hopeful like it's 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 a big thing and that communication part so I hope that if you're listening right now and you're watching like like listen work on that communication it is so so important so um I'm going to ask you guys to give some like advice for um people in long distance relationships those who are thinking of getting married during long uh during lockdown like what's your what's your advice going to be for them and then for you Etienne as well give something to the gents to the lads because 
they, they kind of need some talking to you like please please impart some wisdom onto <laughs> them you know so yeah so those those three things for me okay so anyone who's looking to embark on a long distance relationship is just to make sure that you know the person and this sounds like but like make sure you know the person and you trust the person um up front mm. it's not the whole boy meets girl oh my gosh wow you live in edinburgh oh my gosh now let's have a relationship and see how we can work it, make it work nah, that's not really going to work they need to be your friend so that you can vouch for them if your mind starts to go astray or mm. if, or even if somebody told you something about them you need to be able to reconcile that against what you know of the person so that mm. will really help wherever they are and obviously, like, like we've said a number of times, be intentional about it, whether they're in a different time zone or a different city or just a different um, town to you. Be intentional about making quality time or sending gifts or whatever their la- love language is. And that will really help. And then um, do you want to speak on that? Um, I think with, with regards to trust as well. Um, I mean, it's not something I've ever like, I, I think, unless someone abuses my trust. I start off trusting everybody Mm. so it never to be honest never even crossed my mind to not trust you but I think like you said the way it happened organically we already had that friendship and that trust was built but I think something that actually it wasn't a um it wasn't deliberate that we did but then it it helped I think is when and I'm not saying that you should do this to keep tabs on each other but you know, I would be at work, for instance, and I would call you from work. And I was just thinking about this now, because if, if you know, like, okay, and you've done this as well, like you might be out with your friends or at a party or something, but you still call me from the party and just for a quick catch up. Oh, I'm at this place. Da, 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 da. And Thinking. not like it's to say, oh, I am where I say I am. But I think that also subconsciously helps build the trust because it's not like I say, oh, I'm going this place and you don't hear from me for 12 hours and then the next morning it's like okay like even if you would go out you'd call me whilst you were there you'd call me when you get home when I'm at work like if work was quiet I would video call you and I never did that for you to see oh Luco I'm in the building I'm at work but it was just <clears throat> organic we would just check up check on each in, other yeah. and check mm. in so I think just now when you were talking about knowing the person and like you know trusting them I just realized that that was what we just kind of did naturally, but subconsciously it's like, okay, if I say I'm at work and I call you when I'm meant to be at work and I'm in work and you can see that I'm in work and that happens pretty much every time, then if someone told you, oh, he wasn't at work last night and you're like, yeah, but he was though, because I spoke to him and I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not to say that that is a prerequisite for building trust, but you know, if you are in a situation where that, you know, needs to be done, then that's a tool you can use. Um, I do think as well in terms of the long distance, because of our faith and because of having those words, you know, and spoken to us individually, and it's always important to have your individual faith, um, but having those words that God spoke to us individually, that also kind of helps secure us and, and having a, a good support network as well. Yeah. Um, that was also really important yeah definitely and then um marion during lockdown yeah just do it (laughs) i said it best just do it i think in this whole pandemic that's probably one of the key things 
In, because one minute we're in lockdown, next minute we're not. Next minute we're in tier three, next minute we're not. Did you, I mean, like, nothing is, like, nothing is predictable anymore. Nothing is stable. So if you are with someone and, you know, this is the person that you want to be with and, you know, all the, all the boxes are ticked, then forget about the fanfare and get on with your life. Obviously, like, the wedding, yes, the, the wedding that we had wasn't my dream. Yeah. It was neither of our dreams. It's turned out wonderfully but I still really wanted to have you know big white dress a church with stained glass windows a string quartet all those things <laughs> it's like I've heard this before string <laughs> quartet I wanted all these things but then when it came down to it I was like look do you want to marry now or you want to pandemic is finished <laughs> what matters most the essence of it is my family his family we're in, we've, we've prayed about it, we've done it legally. That's the most important thing. And that's what, unfortunately, the pandemic has reduced us to is mm-hmm. like the bare necessities, the essentials of what you need to do. So if you're in a relationship and you're umming and eyeing and thinking, oh, but I want all the stars to align and I want this and I want that. <laughs> it's not just, if you really mean it and if you're really about it, then just do it. But that being said, I'm not like, I'm not discrediting people that want to wait and want to still have the big fanfare and all of that. If if you have that kind of patience and dedication, then great. But we've been together for like, I think by the time we got married, we've been together for maybe four and a half years. And it's just wow. like, let's, let's just get on with it. We don't and get on with life. If we get to have a big party next year, great. If we don't, fine, whatever. But you know, the point of what we're trying to do will have been accomplished. Yeah. Definitely, I think definitely. for us, it was also about the stage of life where we were, yeah. like, it was kind of like we were waiting to get married to take the next steps in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so it was very much like, well, we could wait another two years and just keep our lives on hold or reduce it to what it's actually about, get married and move forward with move our forward, lives. Yeah. I and, mean, you know, if you're 22 and 21 and, you know, you can, you've got another couple of years to spare, sure wait and have the big do um but you know if you're if that is that for again at least for me and I think for you as well that was the next step in our lives and looking at the whole picture you know it's like what are you waiting for like you said is it's not about the fanfare as much as we wanted that like Mm. I wanted my drone shot over me coming and dancing (laughs) killing you on the dance floor (laughs) however it had to be sacrificed. Right. Drone shot, you know. <laughs> wow. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, great. So and finally, for the uh, a word a word for the guys, like please just impart some wisdom. I I think, you know, from my vast experience of being a married man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um I, I think for me it comes down to I guess what has been been my buzzword is is communication and not just uh, um I think being being intentional in your communication. So, mm. you know, be clear about what your intentions are, um, and but also, you know, what you want in your partner. Try and provide for them as well. In terms of if you want someone that's responsive to your needs, because we can't pretend like it's just women who have needs. Um, guys also have needs. Um, if you want someone who's responsive to your needs then you also have, like the Bible says, if you want friends, you have to show yourself friendly. And so if you want someone who will listen to the things that you say and make changes based on that, mm. that shouldn't be on the other person. So I think 
and I don't know if this is necessarily, I, I feel like it is easier for Joe to respond to the things that I don't like and make changes because I respond to the things that she doesn't like and make changes. Mm. So it doesn't feel like it's a one-sided, mm. well, I want you to do this, but I'm not gonna do anything that you want. Yeah. So you have to see it as a partnership, as a two-way street. Um, you know, there are roles and responsibilities that you guys can decide on between yourselves. Um, you know, I think we are um, relatively progressive in, our, in the way we um, view our home and our roles and responsibilities, other than the obvious things that, you know, people are equipped for and others aren't. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have any children, personally, that's unfortunately well fortunately got to be joe but <laughs> in terms of like you know i think i think it's just really important to be able to actually talk to the person but not i think you've, you've got to be open and be able to be vulnerable, vulnerable. and talk about the things that are important and mm -hmm. you know i'm not going to pretend like it was from day one like it's you know there's some things that I was only able to open up about vulnerabilities and weaknesses maybe in year three. But having done that, Joe has been really supportive and has helped me with that. And so it's something that you learn as you go along. But I think if mm. you go to it in the mind of, I'm going to be open, I'm going to communicate, and not just communicating to try and get something out of the other person. But I think if you're both looking out for the other person, then you're both taken care of. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Wow, some some great words of uh, advice and wisdom there. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Fellas, if you're listening, <laughs> take note because you're going to need it. <laughs> you need it. And of course, if you're getting married as well, make sure that um, you know you just do it as well. So guys, thank you so much for um, for being on this on, on this episode. Like, I really appreciate it. And I loved your story from when it first started to, you know, to getting married and to now, absolutely brilliant. Like, especially the wedding story, that's that's funny. That is definitely funny, but I'm so glad that you both have um, have done it and, you know, which is fantastic. So um, in terms of how people can keep in touch with you guys, like what, how could people see you? Because I know you guys, uh, Joe, you have a YouTube channel, don't you? So yeah. how could people keep in touch with you? Um, so you can follow me on social media. It's at JMOTG. I also have a YouTube channel, same thing, JMOTG, where you can catch up with me and my vlogs and my tidbits of wisdom and knowledge and just random goofiness on there. Um, but yeah, I'm on social media. My account's open. You, not so much. So if you want to reach him, speak to me. Speak to Wifey. But seriously, guys, thank you so much for being on this episode. Um, I really appreciate you, and um, yeah, I look forward to the you know to the YouTube content because I know it's going to be fun. It always is. Check out it's actually quite funny stuff in there, and good stuff, and some wisdom stuff, great advice and tips. So yeah, so thank you both so much, and then you know like good luck to you both. And I know you guys are going to continue to excel in great things. So you know, look forward to that for sure. Thank you so much. No worries at all. Thank you so much. <laughs>